This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Coming up on 5-Minute News... U.S. to lift curb on asylum as border crossings spike. Florida judge halts mask mandate for U.S. travel. And Russian offensive in eastern Ukraine begins. It's Tuesday, April 19. I'm Anthony Davis. The number of migrants attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border is at the highest level for two decades as the U.S. prepares for even larger numbers with the expected lifting of a pandemic-era order that turned away asylum seekers. Immigration authorities stopped migrants 221,303 times along the southwest border in March, a 33% increase from a month earlier, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection data released yesterday. A backlog of people waiting outside the country to seek asylum, as well as dire economic and political conditions in much of Latin America and the Caribbean, is partially responsible for the increase in migrants. Administration critics blame Biden, arguing his administration moves to roll back Trump-era policies that has encouraged people to come to America. The number of illegal crossings, or those outside official ports of entry, totaled 209,906 in March, surpassing the previous high of Biden's presidency of 200,658, set in July. Former President Donald Trump also faced a sharp increase in migrant border crossings, but the number plummeted with the start of the pandemic. In March 2020, the previous administration invoked Title 42, a little-used public health authority, to quickly expel nearly anyone encountered along the southwest border. Human rights groups and other migrant advocates say the US has a legal obligation to permit people to seek asylum and have called for the lifting of the public health order. The rapid expulsions under Title 42 are a significant component of the recent increases. Migrants are turned back without any legal consequences, and many simply try to cross again and are therefore counted more than once in the total. A federal judge in Florida struck down the national mask mandate covering airlines and other public transportation on Monday, the Biden administration said the rule would not be enforced while federal agencies decide how to respond to the judge's order. The ruling appeared to free operators to make their own decisions about mask requirements, with several airlines announcing they would drop mandates, but New York City's public transit system planning to keep one in place. The Association of Flight Attendants, the nation's largest union of cabin crews, has recently taken a neutral position on the mask rule because its members are divided about the issue. On Monday, the union's president appealed for calm on planes and in airports. The last thing we need for workers on the front lines or passengers travelling today is confusion and chaos, union leader Sarah Nelson said. 
Nelson said it takes airlines 24 to 48 hours to put new procedures in place and tell employees about them. She said passengers should check with airlines for updates about travel requirements. The decision by U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball Mazel in Tampa, an appointee of former President Trump, also said the U.S. CDC failed to justify its decision and did not follow proper rulemaking procedures that left it fatally flawed. In her 59-page ruling, Mazel said the only remedy was to vacate the rule entirely across the country because it would be impossible to end it for the limited group of people who objected in the lawsuit. The judge said a limited remedy would be no remedy at all, and courts have full authority to make a decision such as this, even if the CDC's goals in fighting the virus are laudable. Russia launched its long-feared full-scale ground offensive to take control of Ukraine's east on Monday, attacking along a broad front of over 300 miles, Ukrainian officials said, in what marked the opening of a new and potentially climactic phase of the war. The Russian troops have begun the battle for the Donbass, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky announced in a video address. He said a significant part of the entire Russian army is now concentrated on this offensive. The Donbass is Ukraine's mostly Russian-speaking industrial heartland in the east, where Moscow-backed separatists have been fighting Ukrainian forces for the past eight years and have declared two independent republics that have been recognized by Russia. In recent weeks, the Kremlin declared the capture of the Donbass its main goal of the war after its attempt to storm Kiev failed. After withdrawing from the capital, Russia began regrouping and reinforcing its ground troops in the east for an all-out offensive. No matter how many Russian troops are driven there, we will fight, Zelensky vowed. We will defend ourselves. We will do it every day. The offensive got underway after Russia bombarded the western city of Lviv and a multitude of other targets across Ukraine in what appeared to be an intensified bid to grind down the country's defences. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today.